cannabis topics in less than 10 minutes. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to an episode of The Dime. I'm Brian Fields, and with me, as always, is Kellen Finney. And this week, we've got a very special guest, Jane West, founder of Jane West. Jane, thanks for taking the time. How are you doing today? I'm doing so great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be on the show. I want to speak more specifically about your background. Like, did you Were you always a trailblazer? Was it something that you recognized earlier before the cannabis started, or was it something that you kind of just fell into and recognized your, your fit? How did that work? I mean, I've always been pretty driven and I've always been fairly irreverent, which I think you need around here in the cannabis sector um, with so many opinions out there. What I really wanted to do throughout my 20s and 30s, I worked in New York um, at the United Nations and I really wanted to work in disaster relief. That was like my first big, like that's what I thought I would be doing. And so um, like for the American Red Cross, I worked with um, Afghan refugees and that, that was what I wanted to do um, and emergency services. And so, and that's what led me to get my master's degree in social work. But yeah, I, you know, I find inspiration in a lot of places. And I also am always trying to just like pave my own path. The packaging, right? I know you yes. said day and night. The The products on the website were white and black. And I thought that was a very creative way of delineating between the two because I was assuming there'd be more color in, influx on it. But then I thought more about it and that color is abundantly used by everyone else. Yes. And the simplicity of it is helpful when people who are overwhelmed because it's comforting to see something and say, hey, this makes sense to me. So is that kind of the inspiration behind it? That's definitely a component of it. And also just like if you walk through um, the makeup section of any major department store, like almost all the packaging is, 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 even though makeup is colorful, almost all the packaging is like simple black and white. Also just having people be able to like, I mean, most women buy, there's so many products sold in day and night from creams to cleaning supplies, you know? And so having that like understandable purchasing pattern is also really useful for people. Beyond that, I need to make sure that my brand is has universal like uh, representation across all of North America because we have shelf presence on over 500 dispensary shelves. And in Canada and in like for instance Florida, there's crazy rules about what you can and can't have in terms of your outer packaging. There's one topic that's really important to me that I want to get your opinion on: being stoned and parenting. <laughs> what what are your thoughts? And do you think the word being high is part of the problem? Well, I think the word being stoned is worse than being high. Um, I know for a long time, people were like trying to get the word elevated out there. You know, it is what it is. Like normalcy to me would be just like, if someone's like, oh, I was so drunk last night, you're not going to believe what I did. And like lacing off the thing, you know, if someone is as comfortable be like, I was so high last night. I da da da. You know, if conversations are happening more normal like that, like just calling it what it is, you know, um, versus trying to like reframe it all, that'd be good. The most concerning part is when you use this terminology is when the person using the terminology does not use cannabis at all and doesn't even quite understand what they're talking. You know what what exactly they're saying. I think the words are problematic because of the relation to other drugs. 
that maybe are, you know, more um, hard, harder drugs and things that like getting high, like what do they even mean? Um, I do think it comes down a lot to framing. And one of my biggest things that I'm trying to help women, especially talk about is like, what are they afraid of? You know, what are you afraid of? And most women will say it's about losing control. That's what they're, you know, worried about, which drunk people are more out of control than any type of like stoner I've ever seen. So really like learning like what its effects on you that it's, you know, it's just not quite what this stereotype is. But again, this goes back to being able to social use, to being able to have your friends at maybe a festival go over to the side and instead of getting a 24 ounce beer, smoke a joint and then have like a normal afternoon all together, enjoying yourselves with your substances of choice, that's going to really trigger people like, oh, this isn't quite what I thought it would be. What is one way cannabis has helped you that most others do not realize? Well, I would repeat the part about yoga and the fact that I truly do consume cannabis and in relation to exercising and working out. Do you have a specific product that you go to in those examples? Um, no. I mean, just like all the different, you know, I go to yoga a lot. That's like my favorite, my number one thing. And, um, and so just like all the classes are different, like I'm down with that. So at night, I'll definitely be more likely to consume a night. Uh, varietal. Um, and if I need like a little more energy, cause I'm not really feeling the class, then I would definitely go with more of a day varietal for things like, uh, orange theory and like the more like boot campy workout classes. That's like definitely more of a gummy that I'm going to take about 45 minutes before the class, but really just like, it gets you more into the music. It gets you more into not thinking about like how many more reps you have to do. Like you're just more in flow. Since you've been in the cannabis industry, what has been the biggest misconception? That people are making money. <laughs> um, is it? I mean, in business related side, it'd be more like that. That like it's profit and losses all together. So that's one big misconception is that you know there's a lot of product to sell, but it's very expensive to sell it. Before we do predictions, we ask all of our guests. Okay. You can sum up your experience in a main takeaway or lesson learned to pass on to the next generation. What would it be? I would mainly want you to remember that we are only serving a small slice of the audience that cannabis can make better. And whatever product, whatever brand, whatever business you can envision that you would want to buy from, that you would want, you should be pushing to make that a reality. Because what we see right now is the result of publicly traded companies and lots of different decisions being made about what's out there on their shelves. But what people need is you know the answer to that. When you're throwing your hat in the ring and you're getting into the cannabis sector, like keep following your dreams of what you want to see out there, especially if you don't see it right now. All right. Prediction time. With new markets set to open, what can newer consumers understand about buying legal cannabis products to help them on their new journey into the cannabis space? I think that new customers should... It's always good to kind of keep a log of what you're buying and how the experience how the experience went. I would stay diverse, keep you know trying new things and trying different things. Um, but as you continue on your journey, you're going to want to start asking questions. Like for me, the question is more like, who grew this? 
who owns that company? Where is this flower coming from? Is it grown outdoors or indoors? How was the extract taken from the plant? I think that's one of the first questions that customers need to really learn about is like, what is the difference between distillate and full spectrum oil? Then we start going down all these different rabbit holes. But the point is, is that like you, you should be asking questions. It's always helpful to be documenting your experience. Make sure that, you know, these are small businesses that are hopefully, hopefully there are small businesses in your neighborhood and community that you can invest in by going and and being a customer there. So find the business that you really want to truly be supporting because it really does matter. So Jane, for our listeners, they want to get in touch. They want to learn more and they want to buy Jane's products or invest. Where can they find Uh. you? Well, um, you can go to janewest.com and find out everything about what we're doing. There's tabs there for signing up for our investor newsletter and also every single product I need is there in the shop and it'll take you out to the different stores you can buy it from. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at West. Um, Instagram's deciding whether or not I get my account back, but <laughs> you can follow Shop <laughs> West. And um, yeah, just you know, support. Awesome. We will link those up in the show notes. Thanks so much for taking the time. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Cannabis Health Radio is a podcast about stories from people around the world who have used cannabis to deal with serious ailments, many of them life-threatening. My name is Ian Jessup. My co-host, Corey Yelland, is no stranger to the devastating emotional impact faced by so many people receiving a death sentence diagnosis from a doctor. Told she only had months to live with anal canal cancer, Corey researched and immediately began using cannabis oil to eliminate her cancer and has been cancer-free for more than a decade. She told herself that if it worked, she would spend the rest of her life helping others, which she does tirelessly every day. When you listen to our podcast, you'll hear many stories like Corey's, along with others who have used cannabis oil for many more ailments besides cancer, such as chronic pain, PTSD, MS, and many, many more. As one of our guests said, your podcast gave me the confidence to save my own life. We regularly get messages from listeners who have heard our podcast and use cannabis to solve a serious health issue of their own or that of a loved one. We hope you listen to these stories and be as inspired and moved as we are with each and every episode.